all things privacy, egress development, and the Komodo ecosystem. This week and every week's episode is brought to you by Pirate Chain. Putting privacy, financial privacy at your feet. This week we have a great show for you today. We may have a pirate party rep from the political party of Australia on. We hope to have Michael Tautongi, I believe I'm pronouncing that right. I just say Mike Tout coming on to talk about sapling and Varus and privacy as always. So thanks for joining us and let's get started. Who's with us today? Who's, who's helping me out? Oh, Lutz is here. We have Mr. Fist. Is he actually talking this week? I am. Can you not hear me? Gotcha. Hey, man. Lutz is here, too. What's up, fellas? It's been a crazy week. Lots of stuff going on. Lots of stuff in the world of crypto. Lots of stuff with pirate. Mostly behind the scenes stuff. But we don't really have that much behind the scenes stuff. We pretty much talk about it. Let's see here. Pull out my trusty list. I've been going hey, over. Hey, yeah, let's hey, go. Hey, Fishy, you, you, you have uh, pushed the talk on? I do, sir. Okay. Is he... You cut out every once in a while, but it could just be me. I might be dropping the button between sentences, and I'll stop doing that. Ah, yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm guilty of the same thing. You got to get used to it. Hit hit the button, wait a couple seconds, then. Talk. So we have had another week go by. We have had another week of growth and interest in Pirate and the community. Let's just talk about a couple things first. You know, we got uh, we got our website getting worked on. Finally talked to Web Worker. He's feeling better. Had him ill with so much pressure between this and the Komodo upgrade. James had him working very hard on ensuring the security and safety of that ecosystem. And of course, as a part of that ecosystem, we deferred to that as priority for him. He's now back and working on a few things in his personal life, which are always good to hear. And hopefully he will be ready to Get this website wrapped up. I am told, you know, by the beginning of March, hopefully he can deliver a little early. That'd be great. He's done a great job with it, and I think it's going to be great once it's done. So we will keep our eyes out for that. Definitely exciting. Another thing we've got going on, the Pirate Notary Nodes we talked about briefly. Mr. Lynch is well on board with it. Seems excited to do it. I too am excited to get it going. It's a very good 
opportunity for the pirate project to secure some future funding for at least the next 12 months without having to rely on donations and so forth. So that's a good benefit. We're going to do some studies on that. If anyone has any information about notary node studies or information on where to list, uh, that'd be great. Also keep a lookout for our campaign, our propaganda. We're going to be putting together some artwork and stuff like that. Hopefully if Mako returns sometime soon, we can start using him and put out a nice solid message about the pirate notary nodes. Uh, as happens every time of every time this year during the winter, a lot of people tend to get sick, fall, fall down with ailments. So as clear, the bot dev was working on the Twitter bot fell ill last week, was ill for a couple days. So he's just reminded me he's going to get back at it. I'll ping him again today, right now, in fact, and then hopefully we can get the Twitter Twitch and Reddit bots on on track. That would be nice to have sooner than later, obviously, as anything. After getting on Crypto Bridge last week, we have a few integration sites that, again, Mr. Lynch did a lot of work for and got us listed on, such as CoinGecko and CoinLib. Those are all live and running. I think we still need to provide an API for the supply to those sites. So... If anyone has that already, maybe let's um, let's drop that in Radio Trollbox. I'll make a new Trollbox channel, apparently. What's voice text chat? What's this channel? That's where everybody talks. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually need that channel. Well, do we like Trollbox or voice text chat? What are we doing here? Voice text trollbox chat is, is fun. More, yeah, Trollbox is more fun, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, man, we lost everything that was in the old troll box. It's, it's history, man. Oh, no. I thought it was just archived. Yeah, I'll go. We can play with it later. Mm. Hello, sir. Okay. Actually, I, I, you know, lately I've been I've been using Telegram and... It's actually kind of nice having like five thousand people in one chat. It's really uh, it's really it condenses everybody to talk into one space. Instead, on on Discord, I noticed that the conversations are distributed. Yeah, and then people tend to hang out in one channel, so you have different little tiny clicks of people on each channel, and then. Sometimes conversations will get spread between channels, and then they'll get lost. Like the single channel of Telegram, 
the way it looks because it can look like everybody's really excited because there's so much going on in one space. As far as community building goes, did anyone have any ideas for what to do next? I have one, and it's something we kind of already did once. We plan it out a little better. We can we can build up the community a bit better. Fishy, did you have any other community building ideas that you started yet? Our challenge is doing pretty good. I think we're doing good too. We could definitely he it was mentioned before that that was uh, a current priority. And I think we can numbers a little bit here if we try. And do that, we move on to another exchange. So one of the things I was talking about with, I did a podcast this week with the Hash Rate podcast, Crypto Chris Walken, Whale Bear Man, and, oh God, Bitcoin Broski, Bitcoin Broski. So we chatted about echo chambers and the challenge of breaking into new, you know, markets of eyes, users, ideas, um, opening the discussion with other people, right? And it's a it's a tough challenge, I'm just just period. So one of the things I've been trying to focus on is at least myself is just with Twitter more trying to engage with more people, talk to other people. And I've been doing this the whole time. And I've noticed that within the past, you know, couple weeks and months, people have really started to mention that they appreciate that, that they like being able to see not only in discussions, whether they're not, you know, completely informed, I try to be as informed as possible, but, you know, opening discussion in areas where people might not, or talking about things where people might be afraid to, or, you know, encouraging ideas that maybe people don't want to, I don't know. I think that, I think that's a, a good way to do it. However, it already takes a lot of time myself just on Twitter. So when we are talking about different markets, we're talking about needing someone like that on Reddit, which is Kosius is trying to do and, and Instagram. And, you know, we don't really like Facebook because of the privacy thing, but if somebody wants to run that, you know, be clear about that when you're running it, uh, that sort of thing, you know, someone on Bitcoin talk, would help you know stuff like that i i set up the pirate chain uh, news channel over there on facebook so we have a, we have a page for that Okay, so I did that podcast. It was a great show. I think it hey, was. you don't need to go. So <laughs> it was a good show. Just, just, just mute him. Please. Fishy. Just mute him temporarily. <laughs> okay, so we send him a message that he's muted until he comes back. So the podcast was good. Had a good chat. We talked privacy a lot. We talked a little bit of Komodo as usual. We talked pirate. And it was a really good show. There were just a few things I didn't get to talk about. But, I mean, you know, for what it was, I think it actually went fantastic. So look forward to that. That's coming out in nine days 
on the hash rate podcast. That's um, not spelled like you would expect it either. So I'll type that into Radio Trollbox here. So it was great. We had a fantastic talk. Those guys are awesome. And they too feel the same sentiment of the sort of echo chamber of coins that you talk about or projects that you talk about and stuff like that. So they're open to finding ways to work with us to help expand that reach and expand this knowledge and expand the discussion realms and forums. And that is, uh, you know, one, two, three, three or four guys who have quite a good bit of reach and a good bit of pull within their communities to help figure something like this out. So that's something I wanted to bring up here in today's discussion. I had it written down. Um, I have that and a couple other things, but that was one of the big things I did want to talk about was echo chambers and how do we break those echo chamber bubbles and how can we use larger outside forums who we've connected with to, to do that. Right. Cause it seems like innovation just isn't enough. Right. Oh, Z address once. Great. Z address twice on exchanges. Great. What else? You know, no one's even talking about it. Right. So open to ideas and discussions got a big, big number of people that we can reach out to with the right message and messaging. So something we've talked about this week. Any guys, any thoughts that you had over the week about this? So basically you're saying we just need to spread it out more in different different communities, right? We need to reach beyond our, our niche. A good example of that is the memes. So Kosius is doing killer memes, but they're all about pirates expand his followers on that specific the memes need to be about cryptocurrency so that when people involved in crypto see it and they think it's funny then they will share it it's kind of like that across all platforms if we only make images or posts or info about pirate that those are the only people who will care about that content. So if we make content about privacy and comedic things about crypto in general and post those, a larger meme potential. I think that mainly what Pat's Combo was talking about either last week or the week before about comedy, about doing something that's comedic, that's outside of just pirate, it could be shared instead of just doing pirate and you know people who want to speculate on pirate and make jokes about pirate price and stuff kind of what the line of talk has been so we could also start doing you know pirate mining memes right because we have private mining pools right so we could do pirate mining memes and share those in those communities um, you know, privacy, community memes, definitely a way to get people laughing and clicking in those other communities like you're talking about. Any other ideas for communities that could be reached out to? 
privacy, Seco uh, about how are is very limited in each country. In one of the channels a long time ago, maybe you know, like two weeks ago. But I think that's an excellent idea. I think if we have privacy, privacy for each country, I think that will go pretty far. I I definitely found it very interesting to hear about how Russia actually is. Hey, crypto. When you're talking, just leave your push to talk down. Uh, don't lift it up between sentences because you cut out a lot in between. All your all your thoughts are getting. Yeah, so so as far as memes go, guys, you know, I just posted a, a little picture of how many social medias do just pictures. Uh, if you want to get out there, you should have an account on every single one of them. Uh, it's it's free publicity. You just have to create an account and you post your you know your hard work in more areas than just one. Didn't you have an auto posting project program that you guys were that you were looking at loots that could do right, that for right. but it, Yeah. Well, the, the first step is to create all the accounts, right? I've, I've created quite a few and I've already started automating a few using IFTTT and uh, some other tools, Sindwire, OnlyWire, blah, blah. Uh, but, you know, it, a lot of these accounts and you know, a lot of these social medias, they're not that popular, so it's a little hard to automate all of them. But, uh, you know, if you're if you're the picture guy, you know, and you're signed up to 20 or 30 accounts, it shouldn't be too hard to, to post it on all the accounts. I mean, until I, I find a way, I, I have to find a way to automate them. Uh, you know, once I do, it'll be easier. <clears throat> yeah, I think that, you know, as you know, most of us here are just working off time volunteer and ideas and help the picture guy Kosius uh manages instagram and reddit when he can i'd be hesitant to ask him to start managing all those other ones but if we had someone who you know, knows this stuff or wants to but then again it becomes a point of how much are we wasting our efforts on all these sites like you said that are smaller and so forth right <clears throat> the better thing that i think occurs when you use social media is not the spamming of information, it's the connecting and communication and discussion with your users. I really think that that is a much larger piece. We've brought in people who've written pieces about Pirate by doing that. We've brought in community members who are some of our you know, largest, most vocal shills by doing that, by simply just talking to them on Twitter. You know, I've been able to break into past ideas, you know, talking to people who are shilling XMR, right? And, you know, stuff like that. So I think a lot of that value has a trade-off of how many we use versus how many we engage on. Well, you, you also have to look at the SEO benefits. So there's a, there's really big SEO benefits. So if you do post, even if it's not to, you know, connect with actual people. You're, if you post regularly on a lot of these, you'll gain really large SEO benefits. So when I create an account, I always try to post something at the same time to, to kill that, you know, just to make sure, you know, that 
we have some type of backlink going back to the site. If you create an account and there's no backlink that goes back to the black uh, pirate.black website, then you're, you're doing very little. So every time you post on every one of these, you should always have some type of backlink going to the website. Uh, I would, if you have more than one, have it go to internal links of the website, you know, pages of the website. So, you know, pirate.black forward slash news, you know, stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's a little hard to explain. Does this work better? Is it clear now? <laughs> Don't sound so frustrated. I'm just trying to talk clearly. I'm really tired. No, it was cool. It was just like before. Was like trying to listen to you this and you couldn't understand anything like that would be for gotcha i understand okay so so seo benefits brings traffic traffic brings rank and people uh it's kind of like that it's kind of like that store right uh if i owned the bakery i would tell people to just hang out and and, and when people see other people it brings more people it's just a just something that happens. Do you have a pirate.black email? No, but I could actually use one because a lot of the places I apply to, they, you know, they want to see an official email, not a Gmail account. Right. I want you to have one, too, so you don't have to do it all your personal stuff, too. That way you can just hand it off someday, right? That we don't... Yes, yes. I, I created a piratecoin.protonmail I've been using uh, just specifically for this project. And I, I, I gave you the, the login. But yes, if we could switch over, that'd be good. Then, then we can maybe just use that just for the social media, because you know, you know, the mess that comes in once you apply to a million of these uh, accounts. True. So, I love what Crypto Fist is typing there. I like what you're talking about. Did you want to give us your? So we did one before, and you know, I think we gave away a great prize. Um, we could have pushed it a little more as a community, and I also think that we really need to make sure that each social media platform is engaging. So when you go there as part of your requirement to get in the contest for your prize, you see other stuff there. The goal is to make sure people are distracted by the content that they want to stick around. Reddit, I always forget to go look at because I don't really get wrapped up in any of the conversations there. I don't think our direct Reddit is going to be a huge point of discussion. We will need smart people on Reddit talking with other people on Reddit about 
the project. That's what that's going to take. And that's not going to be easy, but that's, that's what that's going to take on Reddit. It's not just about curating and growing the Reddit pirate chain account. It's about going on to crypto tech and growing on to crypto markets and going on to cryptocurrency and going on to other pages and talking about it, right? It's definitely aspects, you know, like, I definitely think we need all of the super informed privacy people and super informed tech people from Pirate to be engaging on privacy and crypto forums talking about those things. Exactly. Privacy, onions. I think if we make a third party type privacy page or blog on Facebook um, and push that kind of information there and then point people to pirate from there, that would work pretty well. It's kind of like the Betty Crocker theory. It's the recipe company was created to, to push sales. Makes sense. I mean, if we got someone who's got the time and energy and effort, I I can't do more than Twitter realistically and pirate stuff and my regular life and my job and my family. <laughs> uh, it's kind of at a, a max capacity because I do engage on Twitter. I was looking at it last week, two and a half hours a day, average screen time on Twitter last week. Yeah, your your engagement is unreal. Like it's really good. Uh, this comes back to we really need ambassadors for each platform. We need one person to do one platform like you're doing, and it only really works if they're able to do it. Like you're excellent. You're like you're top notch at engagement on Twitter. If we can get that on each platform, it would be amazing. Honestly, it doesn't take a lot per se, other than understanding what we're doing, understanding the project, and having notifications on. I really like that screen time is just on my phone too. I probably only spend about a half hour on my computer on Twitter. It's mostly on my phone. So it really does help to be out and about, being able to jump on, look, reply to things, talk to people, link stuff back to you guys, right? When I have the, so if you've got like the Reddit app and the Discord app, it becomes really simple to facilitate the back and forth if someone wants to really pick up Reddit really heavily, right? You can get help from here. You can ask people, hey guys, how do I answer this question, right? You don't have to feel alone. I know that feeling. I did it a lot at the beginning of the Twitter account, but now I'm fine. I'm confident talking to just about anyone on it. And it can happen very easily for anyone, I think. It's just a matter of time and energy and efforts and redirecting, you know, things that you do. Change your hobbies, right? So, like, there's a Facebook app. There's a Reddit app. Right? We've got great engagement, I believe, on Telegram from people. I don't use it at all, but I know that Acura and Seiko and others are, are in there a lot 
from what I hear. So that's great. And I would love to see more people just, you know, posting links and just being diligent about it and realize it doesn't happen in a day or even a month. And, you know, it's been a couple months at this point, but we're almost up over 2,300 followers now and it's just going to keep pushing. Telegram is, is lively for its size. For sure. Those guys are doing a killer job. Whenever I go over there, I'm like, people are really engaged. And this comes back to the Glean campaign that we need more people in there to, we need more people to go in there. And that's one of the reasons I thought we should do another Glean campaign because we really need to push the Telegram. I think a large percentage of crypto enthusiasts mainly use Telegram. <laughs> I, I think a lot, a lot of the Asian community is Telegram. I did not realize that this freaking Telegram was this. This. Yeah, it's popular. Maybe we should get Mike on here before he runs out of time. Uh, he's waiting on us. Uh, I sent him a message. Yeah, How do you like? How do you like that gleam? Yeah, as soon as he comes on, let, let's have him explain sapling and uh, you know what could be done now that we were were migrated over. Are we full mi fully migrated at the? All done. The migration is complete. Awesome. So so let's have him explain. You know, what are all the future benefits now, and you know, why we did it. All all the common questions as to why why we did it yeah so from my meek understanding the sapling upgrade was big in that it wasn't just one thing that one person could do it took multiple very skilled cryptographers working on multiple aspects of the proving calculations in order to reduce the time it takes to compile the transaction. So one set of cryptographers completed their work and they were able to reduce the transaction time by you know, nine seconds. And then someone else was able to step in after that work and reduce it again by another you know, seven seconds and so forth and so on. So it was really a very complex process to get it done and accomplished. Uh, ultimately, it simply has reduced the compute power needed in order to process these Z transactions. Okay, with the Sprout or Sapling, Sprout was the first uh, kind of thing that Zcash and other Zcash-based forks had it, and all the Z transaction used to take a few minutes to 10 minutes to half an hour, even in some machines to complete. With sapling, even a low-end machine can process it very fast. It's just like a matter of few seconds, even less than a second. Now you can process the transaction to multiple recipients at the same time. It works very fast. I mean, this is what the end user will notice. Rather than waiting for 10, 15 minutes or 20 minutes to send one transaction, which seems like very long time for a transaction, though it's like privacy and everything all we talk about, but it made things much better, the settling. I mean, this is from end user point of view, if you want to know, and probably Mike can explain the internal things 
what happened in the source code level. When we did, like Commodore did all these sampling updates, like about 40 chains at the same time, it's amazing how nicely it worked out without any hiccups. Even this enables a possibility to use pirate or any Z or private transaction or any Z transaction based coins natively run on a mobile phone. Recently, the Z SPV started working. Uh, ZK Steam has found, probably I read it somewhere in a tweet or something that they were able to test successfully. So that means pirate, it's not gonna be long until a developer starts working on it once it's ready. Like we want to integrate that and everyone can send pirate from your phone or any other Z transaction from your phone. That will enable or open a door of opportunity, like more things can be done. I remember in the beginning of pirate when people were talking about sapling and Commodore wasn't thinking about sapling at all, like it's not ready yet and it wasn't done. And then suddenly Mike, uh, Mike Tout, he did it for Veroscoin that they did it almost the same time as Zcash. Then he managed everything like upstreamed. We did plenty of testings within a short time frame in order to make things work. He helped us a lot in there in the testing and we had like bunch of a uh, couple of hiccups here and there with the codes he helped us a lot in order to get things going and in the end everything came up nicely also uh, with this sapling upgrade upgrade uh, Commodore did another thing James at uh, jail 777 he increased the transaction size and block size to accommodate more in one transaction which one of the benefit went to the deep bot, which were limited, like was limiting to 50 users at a time for a rain or squall kind of tips, which is now increased, I guess it's doubled now. So double amount of users can do it. Right, Fishy? You know, that was a very neat thing he did for us. And, you know, Komodo in general, I think as the system grows, it'll help with the scalability, right? That that was another reason that he had added that, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep. That is another reason for the scalability is gonna I mean the impact is big in there, like almost double. The capacity has been like now it's double than what we had pre sapling era. All right, it's great. One of the anyone uh, any other question towards me about the tech or things that I can answer, please let me know. Otherwise, I'm shutting Otherwise, off. I'm... You know, the only other thing that we're looking for from you or Mike today might be the discussion about Zcash allowing people to uh, allow others to access their transaction information without giving up their private keys. And I'm not sure if that's been implemented or completed or if even Zcash has finished that. You wanna? Do you know anything about this? Are you talking about the viewing key? I believe so, right? Because Monero's got one in their protocol, and Zcash was looking to add one this time, but I don't think that's been completely done. Uh, 
I believe the same is not completely done. Once it's ready, it will be in public. We haven't done much testing. As you know, recently we have been working on Rogue game. <laughs> That's taking a lot of time and we're testing uh, Market Maker 2.0, the Batadex next generation atomic swap, which is going quite smooth. I mean, this is a surprising improvement of our previous Batadex. So all our most of our times are being eaten up with those testings currently. But viewing key should be there once Zcash has fully tested and it's working. So I had a question. I had made a post on Twitter. It was a response to someone asked talking about the, the Zcash bug. And they were talking about the various perceived issues and views with it and the challenges. And as far as I could tell from someone who's in the Komodo ecosystem who didn't know about the bug until Komodo, not even after Komodo fixed it, did we hear about it. We didn't hear about it until Zcash came out and said it. And then Komodo said, look, we fixed that back then. Not only do I think that's good and critical, especially for a, a community like Komodo to be able to provide this security and safety update without having to inform 40 unvetted, unverified developers, you know, and having to share this information with them. I think that's a really cool piece that Komodo was able to provide to their ecosystem. Um, do you, Shosane or Mike, think that maybe that was also part of the reason that the um, the upgrade was made such a priority. And just looking back with hindsight, it, it does feel like it. This is Mike. Do you want me to answer? Please go ahead, Mike. Um, Welcome, by the way. So, so here's so from our perspective, you know, the reason that we got Sapling in on the same schedule as Zcash is. We it actually wasn't due to um, knowledge of the whole. It was because uh, we put it in as Zcash because we knew that we could, and basically felt that it, it was important new speed uh, reusage and enabled you know the mobile cases that we want to enable for our applications going forward so when we got it in so fast i mean we were, i think we were first of all of the projects so fast it was because um of all the other reasons we cared about sapling jl777 and zcash so zcash had gone around and um two developers they, they uh, whatever they chose, you know, they talked to a few developers. They didn't come to me and talk to me. But James was aware of what was going on. And I just said, hey, I, we're going to put in Sapling. I'm just going to put it in on the same schedule. Um, by the time we got everything in, and then James about getting all of, like getting our technology upstream into the rest of the Komodo ecosystem along with the Sapling work we had done, 
schedule at that time was to enable sapling much later. And when, um, when I finished getting that work upstream into Komodo, I think it was just seen as a, and as I understand it, there were still maybe two people in all of Komodo that were aware of that issue and they were under kind of extreme to tell anyone else. And so as far as the speed, you know, that, that, that was part of it, but it couldn't have anything to do with the reason to move a hundred percent to sapling or the um, older ZC addresses because upgrade, there's been no known hole in either of them. So it might have had something to do with the speed upgrade was done across Komodo that it was rolled out. Really, oh, okay, here's an opportunity to roll it out before the end of the year, which I think was a great move. Great for the, the ecosystem, but I don't, it's interesting. Progress of the technology that drove the speed on our end and it was, if we actually had taken longer or didn't have that drive to begin with, then just knowing, you know, James, that there would have been a push on his end to bring us into the fold so we could help make things happen. And so actually it's kind of interesting. We're not brought in on the discussion, but actually helped to make sure that everybody was upgraded. Um, I can't even complain about the way communication was handled because, you know, James knew that we were on track to get things in in time. So was aware of what was going on on that side of it. And so we were able to just without having to communicate that, even though I'm always happy to know what's going on and, and would, would always, you know, prefer that. We actually were um, done much faster at all. Look, I... I love to look at things after they unfold, before they unfold, and I'm a big I'm a guy. I analyze things left, right, up, and down, and I'm a big uh, psychological, emotional, and you know that type of aspect guy. So I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie um, Sixth Sense, where you watch the whole movie and you watch the whole movie and you have no idea what's going on, and then all of a sudden, right at the very end. You sit back and you go, oh my goodness, all of that had a reason and a purpose and you never knew until the end. And I completely felt like um, this was one of those situations where I really don't, I'd never thought that Varys knew there was an issue. I thought they were trying to innovate and be show the world that they were going to do what they set out to do. And I never thought that, you know, KMD was going to try and do it themselves. And it was great that they worked with Zcash to, to handle the security hole. And I can't imagine being James or whoever else on the Komodo team had to live with this knowledge for however long. And same with Zcash people, right? For months. So we're very grateful to have you have on board and do all Um, Komodo would have had sapling regardless of what Zcash did, except for just upgrading it. In other words, Nice to say that Zcash came and talked to everybody, but 
I, I wouldn't say that was a big success on their part, honestly. I would think that I would really sure they find a some more inclusive way to involve people because it, it was actually the it was auto cooperation because if Zcash did nothing, if they didn't tell James, if they didn't tell anybody, really have been Mm, the only difference might have been how fast out, you know, so that would have been James knowledge that was a reason to roll it out fast, but he might, they, you know, it was possible to do anyway. So I, yeah, that's a, that might've happened uh, differently. I think that with Zcash's position and their responsibility for the initial protocol when they found out about it 11 months is an awfully long i can't imagine that we would find a hole and anything actually and fix it mike that's that's something true shit coins do is they don't care they'll let the pigeon bug go until may of 2019 before they fix it right or even talk about it so the you know i don't disagree with you one second that i think that zcash handled it poorly and they should have been on it differently um fortunately we had no control or handle over that so i'm just so glad to be in an ecosystem where we have people like yourself just completely being innovative working on the public blockchain as a service working as privacy adoption and pushing that narrative completely and to not only a be in the ecosystem but b have Komodo to also be able to benefit from the the marriage of of what you guys have created. So uh, again, I just want to say thank you for that. Um, well, no, I mean thank thank you too for. I mean we're it's a it's a community and we're all working on it together. And the I guess what I'm saying is you know James actually fed up the rollout. Ecash to show like I don't want to just I'm not I don't want to just uh you know this but the truth is it it really seems like they could have figured out another way if they were trying to figure out how to communicate this well to the community they could have figured out another way to reach out and find out who they should bring in being it i i know the risks but it just seems like 11 months is a long time to get there you know, you know, huge amount of work, I realize, and I, and then we should, you know, we should appreciate the work that they've done, um, which I do, source, effort, and everything else, but at the same time, um, interesting that they, you know, there's been this big claim of success and how great they worked with the communities and everything, and yet, um, wasn't due to their pushing or helping others update that that all happened. Let's put it away that people are more familiar with the way the world works in traditional senses that people are used. Mike, you are from the Microsoft world. You've been pretty high ranking there. What would happen if you had a division that was on a $2 million or a month budget and did this? No, it's not possible. I mean, it couldn't happen. You know, the... The, what would normally happen at Microsoft experience is if there is any security hole that's discovered that is 
exploit that hasn't been patched, then you know there's kind of the internal immediate like what are what are we going to do there's going to be some some internal discussion and then the next step is actually okay kind of trusted partners and mediate you know it's kind of a regular um update security remediation you know the the regular tuesday updates i don't know if they're still coming out every tuesday um, that were the most extreme. Uh, and if something, if there was a hole, uh, yeah, I, I just imagine a way that a security hole would be allowed, that would be known to be something like this, that would, would be allowed to exist for as long as it did. And that the Zcash team discovered it and had every reason to believe that it wasn't being used and that it couldn't couldn't easily be discovered by anyone um and that naturally they probably felt that naturally just about anyone who fully understood what what it would take to exploit this was already kind of in their inner circle they probably felt that way but honestly i i wasn't involved in their inner discussions so i can't understand what would lead them to take this long but there were two fixes you know as part of the sapling upgrade that came together. One was using the proving system on the old addresses and a change to the old transactions. And then there was sapling, two separate things. And one alternative approach would have been to say, um, you know, we're going to upgrade in and we're going to do this fast. I mean, they they made a decision to handle it, and without knowing all the details behind their decision, I can't know for sure. Um, I can't say a bad decision for some reason, but it doesn't seem to make complete sense to me. And I, I, my roles before were at v, as you know as a VP and as a technical fellow working at level kind of on a regular basis i don't know yeah no, yeah no you're not that's all i wanted that's all i wanted to bring it up Not the mute genie here mute genie here uh, uh that's why i wanted to bring it up because in the, in the real world, world stuff like that just doesn't fly and, and i think that i think that for someone like the Zcash, the Zcash project, project to wait that long to get it all done. And as you said, and as you said to, to, through to pick through who they're going to share this information, how they're going to do the mediation. Go through mediation. I, think the, I think the time period was far too long, far too long, probably. So, so I wanted to just, I also, make wanted to just also make another and comparison. Exactly, and while it's not exactly a technical upgrade that Monero did, they were recently forking to get away from ASICs, they pushed up a, a quote upgrade a few months. They took out everything they wanted to do and they took out the pieces they quote needed for whatever reason, I guess, um, that they want to, you know, believe and follow in that they went and pushed the update to next month. Right. So I don't put it past the team like Zcash who makes $2 million a month or more to be able to do something like this in a more effective, more efficient 
manner. That said, it's a lot of difficult stuff, but you know, in hindsight, we can say all this stuff, but I do think that it's uh, poor handling on their part for sure. And again, back to being very happy to have you in the ecosystem and being able to <clears throat> provide all these upgrades for Komodo. One more thing I did want to ask you, sir, about the sapling upgrade was the proving keys that were discussed, but supposedly, I guess, have not been released. Do you know anything more about that? Or maybe you can shed some light on what's going on there. Do, do you mean, wait, I'm not sure what you were referring to. If you're talking about the transcript of the original pony, or are you talking, because as I understand it, all proving keys that are currently available are, you know, the um, party communication, all that stuff has been released. But for when you want to share your information with someone else without sharing your. I'm listening. So can you say it again? Sorry. I meant the view keys for users, individual wallets to be able to share their transactional information with those they. Ah, okay. So. The, yeah, so in Sapling, what they did in the previous version, there was a viewing key which would allow you to see all incoming transactions to a particular um, private address, but it wouldn't allow you generate um, spends. So it didn't allow you to spend that address. And with Sapling, they added a, the ability to... Um, coming and outgoing viewing key. So there's just an incoming viewing key, an outgoing viewing key. And actually when you think about needing to know what the balance is in an address, the incoming viewing key, no other way to determine what the balance is in a particular address besides an incoming viewing key, you actually can't do it with the incoming and outgoing viewing key, it gives the ability for um, address or an account to be made available for audit without for spend. So I think that if, is that what you're referring to? Because that's the one big difference which allows, there are actually a number of things that that can allow but generally speaking, it allows tools that don't have to have your spending key balances sitting on particular private addresses, but they do, in order to do that, have to have viewing key, which does both incoming and outgoing transactions. Yes, essentially. We've had some users curious about being able to share their information with people or to pull up the history of information uh, transactions, right? So currently, Agama doesn't provide for that. We've got the treasure chest, which does, but it runs on Linux only, I believe, which isn't exactly right, user-friendly for everyone. And then we also have the Pirate QT, which Genie is developing right now. And I think he's working on getting all that handled. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. So, uh, Jeannie, you're, you're a dev on the project. So, that Agama doesn't support that. 
seeing how we support the private transactions is that um, what you mean in the Agama version that supports Varus? As I know, it supports it the way that you'd probably want to support it. Oh, the outgoing. No, actually, it supports it because it, it uses the uh, normal key. So it supports it the way I think you'd want it supported. But the problem, in order to, and this is something that Zcash has also talked about, in order to um, messages and private transactions in and out really easily, it takes multiple calls. Jeannie might know that if, uh, or he or she is working on the, um, QT wallet, but challenge, I, I think Agama doesn't support it because it actually, in order to do that in Agama, we had to rewrite, we had to actually put in a, a fair amount of code, which basically like loads up all of the private and uses that to then branch out, load the transactions, correlate all the information and then display it as if it were just kind of simple transactions. And putting in a new API that does that, and I know Zcash has as well, that would make it much easier for, for wallets using the daemon to be able to do that. I think that might be a little bit of a different issue than the sapling upgrade. It, it might be slower, sapling, but I think that the real issue there is that right now, all API calls, and maybe Computer Genie could confirm that that's what uh, that's what they're working on on the QT wall. Takes multiple API calls, display the basic information you'd expect from a transaction if that transaction is private. It's really not, it's really different. And that's really just that it hasn't been implemented in Agama, the Varus Enhanced Agama, which by the way also runs Pirate, but I honestly don't know. Which version mm -hmm. of Gama is that? Um, and I think that it's like v0.5.6. I'll get you, you after the call and we'll pin that to our wallets channel after. So yeah, let's test it. And if there is an issue, you know, then maybe because I, we, we designed it and, and implemented it for Varus. The, the dual daemon support so that the Varus wallet also runs the latest Komodo daemon as well as the latest Varus daemon, which are two separate daemons, was to support all the different, you know, Komodo family coins. I don't know if that... It same... works. It's 0 0.5.5... I have used it and it works along with Verus and Pirate, other coins. It's, it works on native mode. I have tested it on my end. By the way, I mean, uh, I'm a like very early Verus coin miner as well. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, I remember we talked a little bit. I have lots of locked uh, 192s on a couple hard drives floating around my house. <laughs> Early miners know what you mean, so so I think so I think that uh, it's possible to get that capability in Agama. But the problem right now in Agama is that line of 
the loading of transactions. It blocks the Agama app and the refresh. And there are like a number of different things. And so the bottom line is that either we put in an API that makes it, or you could do it in QT or something like that, another wallet, or someone has to actually kind of redo the Agama display the way that the display is showing things. If if you don't mind, if if uh, Jeannie reaches out to you over the next week or two, I know you're really busy with PBAAS and all that, but if he just has a question or two, I'm doesn't seem like he needs much help at all. Uh, he's pretty self-driven, but you don't mind if he reaches out to you, Mike? And uh, like I'll, I'll respond when I can, and I'll do it what I can to help. Oh, yeah, no, totally. I understand. Like, um, you know, I know... I, I worked on some of that, but um, Michael Toot Jr. did a lot of that, most of that work. So, but I'd be happy to refer him if it's something that I can't answer. And, and I'm not saying that he needs help, but sure, feel free to reach out. I appreciate that. Last thing on Z address and sapling and all that, I applied to three exchanges this week maybe. So I'll keep you posted on any returns and answers on that and what we get response from them. Right. Sounds good. Yeah. I think on Veris, um, you know, we've got the mobile wallet that we're working on and when that comes out and then really, I think PBAS is the next big thing. And Veris, I feel like the, uh, getting on more exchanges probably isn't going to make a huge difference for us, but getting PBAS done, everything. That's kind of what I, that's my opinion. I think people will really start using it. I agree. I think it's a fantastic uh, innovation. And definitely once it comes out and people start using it and you find other people to use it and start taking off, it's definitely something that should gain adoption and, and could. So love it. So I do think, by the way, I want to really thank you guys for pushing CryptoBridge to do that. Um, the sapling support, I think it's great to have the opportunity to be on a decentralized exchange that also supports sapling in and out. I mean, it's really testing the boundaries of what crypto could do. And uh, you got kind of the combination of and, and uh, you know, private. If it wasn't for you guys really pushing to do that, I think that would have taken longer. It's really surprising that you get into the, you know, you you come onto the scene and and are really pushing on the privacy side of things, and the ones actually driving um, people to adopt Z transactions in normal exchange behavior themselves. So that's pretty cool. So thank you for all of that. Yeah. Look, we're not out of the woods yet with Crypto Bridge. That was, that may have been subvertly partially why I was asking about this viewing key stuff and any wallet stuff. They're, they're also having the same challenges digital price had when they first started opening. But I think it's good, as you said, to get these developers, more developers working on this, more developers adding these capabilities because it is important, man. It's very important for privacy. So thanks for coming on today, Mike. If you ever want to talk about anything, let me know. I know that we've talked about a couple of things in the past few weeks, and I'm glad to 
you know, take care of those things that we've talked about. So let me know when you're free and done with. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Good hey, luck with everything. Well, before you, before you leave, Mike, real quick, uh, will will converting to Sapling allow us to have more private messaging within the wallet? Like, are, are we going to have a lot more anonymous features because of? You know, um, I I would some things that kind of round out the messaging capability. And, but the fact is that we've always had like in the Verisagama, at least on Veris. And I, like I said, I need to go check on others. Um, we had this ability to send private messages and with Sapling gained exactly the same model for sending and receiving private messages. The one difference might be this, uh, the full viewing key could enable applications to do more of the you know, maybe the uh, distribution list kind of thing that would allow people to look at distribution lists without having to have any ability to modify those lists or to affect the keys related to them. And so add a ton of new features except for this um, key and then this extreme improvement in like orders of magnitude improvement in performance and in um usage that would bring it to a lot more platforms and it's going to be available on mobile soon i mean you know the there's a team that where it's all you know they charge money to be in their wallet um sends private sends and private sends are actually the easy part key and these other things might really make it possible to have uh, mobile messaging apps that are more secure than they would have been that use the blockchain for things and it opens some doors but those some of those doors were already reasonably open in the past like awesome. it enables yeah, things just... that wouldn't be possible without the performance improvements i was just thinking back in the day there was like they, they were doing it with the with what they had right like talk coin they did an op return and you know they were able to stuff some a message inside the block uh problem is you were able to see everything and where it came from on the explorer but now with with sapling and the fact that you can't see anything on the explorer i'm thinking you know the the uh the messaging will be a lot more private and a lot more anonymous than than it used to be in the past when they attempted to do this and i'm talking yeah. like four or five years ago yeah, that's already that's a that's something you can do. There just isn't any like great app yet that I mean, we support messaging. You can send private messages to people along with transactions. But um there's not really a messaging app yet that's out there that have really more more uh pickup when it gets onto mobile. I think that then we yeah, we're really definitely. gonna see it happen. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that. Once it's on mobile phones, people can can install it real quick, and boom, their their privacy is enhanced, and they, they can message, you know, using a privacy. And I, typically, you have to pay for a service right now, and I mean, having options would be amazing. All right. So thank you, everybody. I really appreciate it. And uh, sorry about my, uh, you know, my little uh, cat argument earlier. I really apologize for that. So.
Uh, but we, we didn't we didn't hear we, we didn't hear you beat up the cat so it was fine you were just yelling at him <laughs> all right thanks and thanks. good luck with everything and talk to you soon so he's an awesome dude love having conversations mm -hmm. with him he's always been helping push the privacy narrative and he and i've been talking for a while now glad to have him invested in the project and interested in the project and appreciative of what we do too. So the only other thing that I had on the schedule today, we have in the chat today, 10 monkeys in a suit and 10 monkeys in a suit is a very gracious person who's come in and tried to talk to us a few times about the pirate party of Australia. So as you may or may not know, they're a political party in Australia and around the world whose views very much align with, surprisingly enough, the pirate chain project and goals. So I'm glad he's here today. And I, I, I did want to bring this up because uh, not everyone likes necessarily talking politics, but some people love it and are very passionate about it. So I figured we'd get this this conversation started and and help 10 monkeys out any way we can. Hi, folks. Thanks for having me. Komodo ecosystem is a from what I've noticed is a big Southern hemisphere ecosystem. There's lots of New Zealanders, lots of Australians. So I felt like it was also an additional good fit from there as well. Shosain is from Komodo. You agree, Shos? Yes, I am from Komodo. Sorry, uh, what was that question? So I would say you would agree that a good portion of your developers and helpful community members are from the Southern Hemisphere, New Zealand and or. Oh, yes, yes. We have plenty of team members from there. Plenty of, com I mean, uh, community members are from there. So a lot of developers and stuff. I mean, even Bitcoin Benny, our CEO, GM, uh, he's from Australia. Milo, he's from Australia. And then a few other developers in their community members, along with uh, our nice miner Nutella Lika, he's from Australia, I believe, as well. So, Ten Monkeys, what are you guys doing? What's your focus this year, and how do you think we might be able to help you out? We're pushing the privacy narrative. We've got a lot of people, like I said, in your area. We're, we're glad to talk about this. Anyway, oh, that's really exciting. So we support decentralized and privacy-enabled tools wherever we can, and we like to partner with those. We're part of a network of digital rights activists in Australia who are heavily active around privacy and digital issues. Unfortunately, we have had a bit of a losing fight recently with the a recent bit of legislation which is being pushed through government called the Assistance and Access Bill, which will, it, it's, it's the crypto-busting bill essentially the the few components in it that enable government to mandate developers to implement or, or reveal any security holes which government security agencies could exploit and under certain circumstances the government can mandate developers to implement security weaknesses in their software which security agencies can then exploit and obviously bad actors and other nation state actors can also exploit one of the monumentally stupid aspects of this legislation is that it applies to all Australian developers anywhere in the world, even Australian developers working on foreign projects. 
while working in foreign companies or overseas, they can, in theory, legally be compelled by the government to implement these weaknesses in, in other pieces of technology, which are not based in Australia. And so, although it is a bit of doom and gloom, there is a lot of predictions that Australian developers will, due to this significant liability, unfortunately be a bit of a risk. And so, while it's great to hear that a lot of Australians are active in Komodo and Pirate Chain and other decentralized technology solutions, this is unfortunately something which you may need to be aware of. And we're fighting this, and we've got other groups fighting this as well. But it is what it is, and we have to do what we can. Coincidentally, recently there was a press release from our government stating that their systems had been compromised by a state actor, and there was no information taken or some such. But a lot of people suspect that the timing of this announcement coincides exactly with their attempt to push through this terrible legislation. So we have an election coming up in just a few months. We've had, uh, we're known as the coup capital of the world electorally. We've had about, some quick head maths, six or eight different prime ministers in 10 years. Obviously the prime ministerial term is, is three. And so th there's a lot of backing and forthing which kind of highlights, without going any further, how incompetent our elected political representatives are. There's a huge upswelling of anger and distrust of mainstream politics, and this is a really perfect opportunity for us, the Pirate Party, to come in and push a grassroots campaign of, of technologists and, and privacy advocates and people who oppose government interference in private life to come together and push for some real change in society and some real change in government. So for those of you who are in Australia, please do consider supporting us and joining us, sending a donation, finding out your local candidate, following us and supporting our content. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. And uh, Fishy, Fishy Guts and I have also been talking about other projects as well. You've got the Radio R or, or Pirate Radio, and we're hoping to do an interview there between some of our party members or candidates with you guys and obviously we'll promote that through our networks as well so there's some really cool opportunities for partnership here the literal pirate blockchain and the literal pirate electoral and we both have a huge amount to gain from each other with very little downsides as our mission and principles align very strongly Right. So, you know, the very first thing you mentioned about the developer safety and concerns were one of the reasons that really <clears throat> brought me to sit there and go, oh, yeah, haha, ha, well, we're pirates, aha, well, they're pirates, that's funny, let's, you know, that'd be cute if we could do something together. But it's really more than that, you know, it's very applicable to what we're doing, and not only what we're doing, but the ecosystem we're launched in, which is Komodo. So, uh, I appreciate you coming in today. We're, we do know that there are some challenges maybe with pirate chain finding a way to support you and offer donations right with the anonymous nature i love the fact that you guys are removing that from the political aspect of things so but yeah that's yeah. a core aspect of australian democracy that donations do need to be declared and we have some fairly strict rules about that they are better than some countries but unfortunately we do have big issues with political donations and and with a lack of transparency at higher levels. And so that's another thing we're moving to fix to make those laws even. So with that said, we'd love to try and find ways to 
maybe help fundraising campaigns. We can help with exposure campaigns. We've got a few people we've had um, discussions with before. There's lots of privacy people in the space we're in who would love to talk to someone like yourself as well. So I will start keeping that narrative in mind when I do podcasts and talk to other people lately. If you have any direct ways where you can say, here's how you can help, here's who you can reach out to, here's you know our website, maybe we can share that thing for you guys once a week or something like that, we'd be glad to do something of that nature. Uh, yeah, glad to, glad to talk about referrals for anything you need. So definitely keep up that very hard fight you're doing and let's, let's keep this conversation going. For sure. Thanks a lot. I'm keen. I'm excited. This is kind of the first, a lot of people have heard about it and we'll start to post about it more as time goes on right now. So um, just keep in mind as anything you can think about, we're glad to just. I'm just linking some of our online presence in chat. That's fantastic. You guys are all over the world, right, too. So it's not just Australia. That's just where you're represented. Exactly, yeah. So we are a worldwide political movement. Not many people know this, but a matter of fact, the we are actually in government in Czechoslovakia and Iceland. We, have, we are either part of the ruling coalition or the majority elected members for those two countries. We also have a very strong electoral presence in Germany, France, and to a lesser extent, Finland. And, and so we are, in those countries, we are a legitimate and mainstream political. There is, in fact, a very active Pirate Party UK presence. They're almost as big as us, and they have run in the last few elections. We've, uh, we've supported them as much as we can. We're obviously following with a bit of amusement about the process of Brexit. As we do have a very strong presence in Europe, we have elected members to the European Union, if anyone follows Julia Reader, she does some fantastic stuff. And, and so obviously the European political situation is on it. So please do consider checking out the party presence in York. Sounds awesome. Yeah, what if we had like uh, loots? I know you love setting up websites. What if we set up like some sort of website donation thing where we could have people donate to different wallets that go to different parties in their respective areas. And if they want, they can go and donate and then you can get 10 monkeys to, uh, you know, distribute in a transparent manner, those funds that have been received for those regions or something. I guess I know they have an election coming up soon, a couple months, right? In, in Australia. That's right. It's, it's expected to be the start of May. So we have finalized our candidate platform. Now we have running candidates in most States and we've got a strong campaign set up. And we'll shortly be announcing the uh, crowdfund to pay for our electoral expenses. Unfortunately, most of our finances do go towards those candidate registrations as they're very expensive. It's one to two thousand Australian dollars per candidate we place forward, and we have eight. So a large part of our budget will be going towards those. Yeah, very cool. Uh, if House comes back, he, he would be interested in this also. He's an activist. Uh, he's a big activist, actually, and uh, he lives in Australia. So I'm, I'm pretty, he, we haven't seen him in a little bit, but I'm pretty sure he'd be really interested in that. Do you have a media kit or an art folder or something we can also use or if we need? Yep, certainly. I'll just bring it up. It's buried on our 
All right, guys, I'm going to shoot off. Thank you Thank for you having for me. Having Yep, yep, it's coming about that time. We're losing people, so uh, people are getting tired. But uh, yeah, guys, thanks for attending and thanks for joining us. I just Anybody got it to work. Oh, feel free. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks. We appreciate everybody you know, coming in today. Ten Monkeys, we will definitely get you back on the show within the next couple of weeks here. We want to help push this narrative in your region we'll get with the komodo team see if there's anything they can do i'm not sure if they can but i know that lots of their members would probably do something individually and then i'll again like i said we'll get with loots maybe we can find someone to put together a quick website to see if there's any donation interest for you guys as well so thank you so much for coming that's great that sounds fantastic thanks a lot yep anything could be done all right fishy uh and any anything more about the project and uh you know I mean, I know we weren't going to have an update this week, but uh, you know, while we're here, right, we might as well might as kill well, a few stones. Right? I mean, that's just the thing. It's We can keep talking every week for at least an hour and a half. We're always working hard. We're always pushing things. Let's try and break those narrative bubbles, those ecosystem bubbles where you talk about just your project or your favorite project. If someone wants to say their project is better, ask them why. Talk about why, you know. Explain why you think yours is different, why yours might be beneficial. Tell them it's a great project and to look at your project, right? There's no need to be invested in one um, one project. That would just be foolish. So with that said, this is part of the show. We open up to any ideas or anything anyone wants to talk about. Otherwise, we're getting ready to sign off. So feel free to talk up, guys, or drop it in the radio, radio troll box. We're here for you. Anyone that wants, has any thoughts so, or wants on the wallet needs to make it I appreciate it known. everyone coming out today and listening. Thank you so much, Lutz, for putting this on. Um, thank you, Lynch, for working hard this last week. Uh, he really has worked a lot on helping with the integration and the websites like CoinGecko and stuff. So thank you. And we'll kick some butt and we'll move into March with the full force. Head of steam. Everyone, thank you for joining us today. This is Lutz. We love you all here at Pirate. Signing up.